Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, devil stuffed. I don't like that bitch. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to do show prep? Tough face smash. Bad Purdy Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. Well, it's because I've been drinking. Oh, awesome. Only you could see the glare. If I have learned anything from Wilford Brimley, oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Hey guys, Justin here. A little intro before we start the episode this week because it's not the usual episode you're used to. I was graciously asked to co- be a co host on the Coffin Joe cast this week, and so. We did decide that we were going to do kind of a crossover mixture episode where they were going to publish this episode in their feed, and I was also going to publish it in our feed, kind of help cross-promote the podcast, and just in general show some love for each other. So if you guys haven't listened to it yet or heard of it, go on to your favorite podcast aggregator and look for the Coffin Joe cast with Killawilba, Joel, and they have a rotating third co-host. And like I said, it was a great time. Had fun on the episode last night. I was happy and fortunate enough to be asked to co-host, and I hope to do so again in the future. Um, But really support those two guys, and they they do a good show. And also, Joel has a bunch of other shows that he does as well. He's uh, on Obviously Oblivious with the Mike, Nero, uh, South Philly Paul, um, and that's that's a good show. And then also he does the um, Happy Happy Pants Hour I'm sorry, Joel, if I'm butchering the name of the episode here. I don't have my phone on me, so I can look. And then he's also got an epi- another show called 40 Going on 14, where he and his buddies from college just you know shoot the shit about being 40, but you know still kind of doing this nostalgia bath of what they used to love in their youth, and then as far as their their geeky little pursuits into like you know Star Wars and stuff like that. So it was a, you know we had a blast recording yesterday, and they they're good guys, and we hope to have them on our show sometime here soon. So I hope you guys enjoy. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Try not to be shitty parents. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the sexiest show on earth, The Coffin Joe Cast, featuring your hosts, Killer Wilbur and Joel. Sit back, relax, and don't touch the co-host. They might Get a... And welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbur. I'm Joel. And our third co-host for this week is Justin from Bad Parenting Podcast. Hello. G'day, Hello. Justin. How's it going? Uh, all right, mate. How you doing? Not too bad, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Already? Yeah. Oh, well, rumor has it he's a very dirty boy, so. All right, we're going to save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the rumors are true. Mm-hmm. Biblical. So, anyway. <laughs> Great way to start a show. <laughs> it's Kills only going to go downhill from here, trust yeah. me. All right. So, well, 
you know how this show works. You've listened. Mm-hmm. We ask mm-hmm. a question on here. How did you get into podcasting? Um, well, we know you do a podcast. Um, were you a listener first, or did you start podcasting and then find podcasts that way? Or no, I was a listener first, and yeah. and it's actually I. Uh, it's kind of interesting because. I wouldn't, actually, I shouldn't say interesting. It's interesting to me, probably to not to anybody else. But um, here in Portland, we had a local radio show that they weren't allowed to do a lot of the things on the air that they wanted to do. They were kind of more nerd-centric and geek culture. Um, and the radio station wasn't going to have any of that. It was, wasn't anything but butt rock. They weren't going to allow it. Um, oh. So it was Court and um, Fatboy at the time. Court and Fatboy, yeah, yep, I was yep. them. And so they did a podcast on the side, and I kind of got hooked into that. And then from them, I found out about the mediocre show, and then from the mediocre show, I found out about the geek show, and it kind of just you know rolled downhill from there. <clears throat> and then as far as actually starting our podcast goes, my wife approached me. Actually, it's what October now, just a little over a year ago, with an idea. She's like, maybe we should start doing one on the topic of parenting. And we kicked the idea around for a little while and, and let it sit there, and then. I finally figured, you know what, there's only one way we're going to actually make this happen. And I bought the domain and started getting things set up. And I came to her one day. I said, hey, by the way, here's the name of the podcast. I've already got the domain name. and I don't want to lose that 10 bucks. So let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of just you know went on from there. So we uh, started off with a real shitty mixer and a couple of really bad mics. So like the first, I don't know, five or six episodes just don't sound, in my opinion, they sound pretty, pretty bad. Um, and then we just kind of upgraded from there and got some newer equipment and and i started listening in and, and just digging around the podcasting scene talking to people like eric tomorrow and mike you know the mic to figure out how do i do this how do i make it sound good what the hell and it just kind of has gone from there and now he's all professional and stuff <laughs> listen to about two or three episodes ago i got really hammered i had a friend from high school that i hadn't seen in about 18 years and we started drinking about two and a half hours before the show started and oh. continued on through it. Wow, that episode it was no way in no way, shape, or form was it quote unquote professional. So oh, I meant your setup, but oh, either way, all too. the above. No, <laughs> we had that happen on this show. Oh, well, no, we won't talk about that. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's an interesting way to start, though, because I didn't. I mean, I I've heard about you know radio shows going to podcasting or vice versa or whatever, but I've not heard it quite in that format, and that that's kind of a neat a neat storyline yeah, to think I, about. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it. And then, of course, they did. They, they killed off the original show, Court and Fatboy, and everybody here in Portland was sad and dreary, and they brought it back as welcome to that whole thing, and, and they've been doing you know, kicking ass as usual with that. And then, of course, now Bobby's part of uh, uh, Full of Sith with, with Mike and all them. So yeah, it's, been, it's been interesting. Part of what got me into it, too, was the simple fact that I have a, I've got a 40-mile commute one way to work, plus I travel quite a bit for work, and I've got a lot of time to kill. And I have found that if I just listen to music the entire drive, I tend to want to fall asleep at the wheel, and that's bad. Are you an assassin? No. <laughs> I wish. That would be a much more you know, kick-ass story than what I actually do. So I travel Damn. and train for software and hardware products. Eh. Or maybe that's a good cover. You never know. <laughs> I was going to say, that would be a cover. Um, well, you know, it's... it's um... It completely slipped my mind, whatever I was just going to say. Oh, podcasting is all a very incestuous community. And, and mm-hmm. that just proves once again that uh, it's all cyclical and we all kind of sleep around. Yeah, I've, I've come to find out because I, I ended up after, through the mediocre show. I heard about the awful show and I started kind of listening to a few episodes of that. Haven't made my way through the entire catalog yet, which is then how I found out about you, Joel. And then from there, kind of snowballed into the other, you know, 40 going on 14 and the other items that you do. And 
I've been, you know, I've been like a big podcasting slut lately. I've just listened to everybody and just, you know, I'm trying all sorts of things to see what I like and some stuff I stick with and some stuff I don't. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a glutton for punishment with podcasting. It's like become an obsession over the past almost decade now. So yeah, I can't seem to stay away from the mic. Oh, the <laughs> microphone and the mic. Yeah, I was gonna say which one. That's that's some some good bro love right there. Yeah, he's like my brother. So. Yeah, yeah. We have, he's like everybody's brother. He's a cool dude. I've known him since 1999. Nice. Proud to say. Long before podcasting was a thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a weird silence all of a sudden what happened i don't know we just kind of my phone buzzed i gotta put it aside so i don't keep looking at it same thing i had the same thing happen <laughs> what what did somebody just snapchat or something yes actually scott the pool boy just snapchatted me so well, i got uh... my butt buzz <laughs> i'm offended scott i'm hurt i gotta check my snapchat see if there was uh, i didn't get any from him come on scott i'm snapchat a- offended and hurt oh he's just excited to hear that i'm on here so Oh, so it was a personal Snapchat then. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> it was our very first third co-host, Scott. Yeah, I, actually, I just finished um, episode one yesterday because, like I said, I started with like the first five or six or last five or six episodes, and then I shot back to the very beginning. And on my way home from work yesterday, I finished up episode one. Wow. Which is actually episode two because your first episode got deleted by a, yeah. a, a, through a, a little spat with your significant other. Or something like that, I think it was. Like, she closed the laptop or something, or I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't remember. That was too long ago to remember. But, yeah, I think she <laughs> shut the laptop without me saving the mm-hmm. the file, and it, it shut the computer down or something. So we, we lost the first ever episode. But every podcast goes through that. Yeah. And, you know, other podcasts I've done in the past, you know, Killercast or the Late Night Morning Show, there's always one episode. You always get one episode that fucks up. No matter how much you prep and get everything set and you think you're doing everything right, you yeah. just lose a file. Yeah, and you, you know, I've time. I've been deathly afraid of that, and we got really lucky for like the first thirty some episodes that we did, and now I've actually got a, a machine that that shoots our live stream out to my server, and I've also got that it records um everything off the mixer in the background, so it's a secondary recording device just in case the first one takes a shit on me, I can you know grab it from a backup there, so. My background's IT, and I tend to make a lot of copies of everything just to make sure I don't lose shit. That's a good idea. Well, yeah, it's always an idea. Well, I've only got one recording going. I don't have the uh, ability to uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah. Always yeah. thought about putting a, uh, doing a Mixler, like a live feed, not for people to listen live. Oh, Mixler. I, we, we did Mixler for a very short period of time, and it got really weird. I mean, no, it, I used to use it. So, uh, <laughs> I used to do the show live yeah. on my old, old one, and it was going out live, so we'd have to chat. But I like the idea of Mixler because it actually is recording it. So if you you do lose your file that you're recording on the computer, you can actually go to their server and and pull pull the show back down. It's probably not the same quality. No, no, it's not. And you know, it's something going to be the same quality with the machine I have here, but it's better than losing the entire file. But the problem we had with Mixler was simply that uh, we had like we had this crazy like stalker guy that was harassing my wife in the chat while we were trying to record the shows, and it got a little got a little rough. So we just kind of ditched it for a while because it was just nothing we needed to have to deal with in general or while we're doing the podcast. Yeah, I do like um, the idea of doing a live show with the chat. So you you know you got mm-hmm. people you interact with, but yeah. You, you, when you get people like that interacting with you, yeah. it's like, ah, don't need this. Nope. <laughs> I have to say, knock on wood, I've been pretty lucky so far, but 
I mean, you know, there's not much to look at here. Just wondering if um, when Scott sends you guys pictures, does he include pictures of his nuts too? <laughs> I haven't been blessed with those yet, but no. you know. I haven't caught one of them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I don't know if a... I should feel lucky or not. I don't know, man. He, with all the dick and everything else he sees on uh, on his show, I guess you should feel lucky. He's one to expose himself because uh, I, I take it as a plus. It's never happened, but I'm hoping that maybe that'll give the, get the hint across. <laughs> Scott, send Joel some balls. Yeah, please. The Snapchat I get that are close to being as disgusting as balls is people Snapchat me photos of Fosters when they're drinking it. So. <laughs> oh, he hates you up with that too. I, I got I got that same picture, or at least one of the pictures of him drinking a Fosters. I was like, man, Killer Wilbur must be you know just infuriated right now. <laughs> it's like an insult. Well, actually, I just uh, sent a, a uh, photo off to Nikki from New Zealand with a Stein logger on it. And I'm like, hey, is this as infuriating to Kiwis as, a, as a Foster's is to Australians? And haven't heard back yet, but we'll see. She's unfriended you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's that offensive. If you want to offend Nikki, get a, a like a little sheep or something and pretend to be fucking it. <laughs> That'll offend a New Zealander. <laughs> Only pretend, uh, though? Not because that you're fucking a sheep it's because they're not fucking the sheep because they love to fuck sheep so much over there wow how do i know it's gonna go there yikes so you're telling me i should send her a pair of velcro gloves for uh, christmas <laughs> oh that's a gift that keeps on giving yes it does and receiving um do you know why new zealanders wear gum boots you know what a gum boot is a uh, rain boot a rain boot yeah yeah oh so they stick the hind legs of the sheep in them so it can't get away <laughs> Uh, yikes. Love you, Nikki. You know, it's all <laughs> She's never going to come back on again until next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's not scheduled for next week, but anyway. Um, so I, I, I was wondering, I haven't had a chance to, to listen too far back. I just was kind of checking out some snippets because mm-hmm. I, I just started kind of getting myself back into because I, I stopped listening to podcasts after I just after I stopped having a commute. Yeah, because um, that's really the best time to do it. Well, your your job doesn't lend itself to be able to listen during work hours, anyways. So yeah, no, I can't um, under any circumstances. And you know, I mean, breaks fifteen minutes, lunch is a half an hour, and yeah. usually I'm reading during that time period. So um, I've started to have a, a little bit more of a commute now, and so I've started listening again and, and starting up double O. Um, it's it's kind of for me. It's it's just as fun as it is for some other people. Uh, to kind of listen. Mm-hmm. So that's prompted me to start listening to the other shows that I do and just kind of I quality check them. But yeah, actually listening on start to finish. And so um, I what I, the roundabout way, the question I was getting to was, is since you do the show, the Bad Parenting Podcast, and I know you got Trace kids, mm-hmm. have you had them on at all at any point? I've had my oldest on. Yes. My my younger two. I, I've actually uh, well, there's a couple things we've done as far as actual discussions go. Uh, um, my oldest son, he uh, came back from summer camp and we kind of did a little recap episode. My wife was sick and wasn't able to actually record that week. So he and I recorded. And then I've also got a portable recorder that I picked up, um, a while back. And so every once in a while, I'll, if I catch the kids doing or saying something funny, I'll get little clips of audio from them doing that. And then I'll edit it into the episode. So they've all actually appeared on it in one way, shape or form throughout the uh, duration of the show. And how old's your oldest? He's 10. My uh, my oldest son Ezra is ten. My daughter Temperance she just turned five, and my youngest Trent is uh, 
Oh crap! I'm day two. He'll be three in January. <laughs> Come on now, that's bad if you can't. Uh, oh no, it's 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 nuts. He uh, he, with everything, they're just crazy kids. So my life, I I have like zero memory right now. There's just so much going on that it's impossible to remember yesterday, let alone you know their birthdays. That's what I have an iPhone for. Ooh, I understand. <laughs> that's what that's what Facebook's for. Well, not at that age, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, what did they think about it though? I mean, did they like it? Uh, Ezra actually, he he um he started quote-unquote, his own little podcast, did really good for one episode, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Um, so I, I told him until he was going to put a little more effort into it or he was a little bit older, we'd go ahead and table it for now. Um, but the other young, younger ones, if you stick a microphone in front of them, they go nuts. They love to – they just want to ham it up, and they don't understand what it is yet or what they're – you know, where, where it's going or who's listening, but they just understand this thing's in front of them and it's recording them, and they think it's funny to listen back to it. So they just – they love to do it. So did it when you say his show kind of degraded? Was it all just like poop and fart jokes or something? No, he, what he did, he actually it was one of those. I had this like really proud parent moment, and then it kind of just just dissolved into nothing. He came to me with this concept, and he basically he said, "I want to call my show Musicians of the Past and Present." And he's like, "It's going to be about music, and he's going to do all this stuff." And I'm like, "That's a pretty lofty goal, buddy." But what do you what do you want to do? And so he told me about it, and I said, "Okay, cool." And, you know, give me a and I kind of I I, I I tend to take my children and treat them. Like they're adults. I mean, I don't put things on them that are too difficult for them to do, but I don't treat them like they're, you know, they're just little snotty, sniveling globs of goo that can't do anything. I want them to be able to formulate their own ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I said, you know, put together a list of notes of what you want to do for your first episode, and we'll see what it works out to be, and we'll kind of go from there. And so he picked out the band Nirvana, and he actually went online, did a lot of research about the whole thing, all the way up to Kurt's suicide, the whole nine, went through the whole, the whole shebang. And brought me basically an outline for what he wanted the first episode to be. He's like, okay, I want the intro to be this. I want you to do this. I want this to be. And he had like like down to the minute of what he wanted to do. And so we wow. went off and we recorded it. It was great. <clears throat> and so then he's like, okay, well, let's do another one. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do next? And he picked out a band. Uh, I think it was Green Days who he picked out. And then it was that whole attention span that children tend to have or don't have kicked in. And so he he is like, okay, we need to record tonight. I'm like, all right, cool. So I rearranged a whole bunch of crap for my schedule. Got it all sped up, and then we went to record, and it was just like a lot of silence. And I'm I'm not expecting perfection from the kid, but he just was like he didn't have anything prepped whatsoever. He just was really infatuated with the idea, but didn't want to put the work in. I was expecting me to do all the work, and I'm like, buddy, between everything else that I've got between my show and all of the stuff that I've got to do as far as taking care of you guys go, if you want to do your own show, I'll support you in any way, shape, or form. But I can't, you know, do everything for you. I expect you to put in a little bit of effort and. He hasn't come back to me since then, so I'm hoping he does Aww. at some point, but I didn't want to completely, you know, shit on the idea, but at the same time, I just can't, I'm, I'm not one of those parents that's going to do everything for my child. I expect them, if they want to do something, they've got to put a little effort forth as well, too, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, I, I <clears throat> on um, the the pants, the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, mm-hmm. I had, I mean, I've had my kids on a couple of times um, in various formats for shows but and occasionally they'll pop up accidentally but <laughs> yeah um i specifically had them both on each to just have their own little segment just for the heck of it i'm like you know i've got all this equipment when i was a kid there's tons of recordings of me my voice and all that growing yeah. up so like here i've got this nice equipment i might as well put it to use and and have something to to remember so i had them on and my daughter was definitely more into it than my son was but you know they both did fine and they were both kind of giddy and and silly about it and then, you know, afterwards, my daughter was like, well, I've got an idea for something else I want to do. Can I come back on at some point? I'm like, absolutely. You know, that that big, proud dad moment. Exactly. <laughs> well, 
I come to my son. I'm like, well, you know, Juliana wants to come back on again. I said, did you did you want to come back on and do a segment at some point on your own, too? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, why not? And he's like, I don't want to get shot. <laughs> okay. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to become famous. And I said, well, you, you think because you're going to become famous, you'll get shot? And he's like, yeah. And I said, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I said, I've, number one, there's nobody that you're not going to become famous on my show. So don't worry about that part of it. But just because you, you know, people know who you are and, and, you know, there's people that are out there that have heard your voice on the radio or the podcast, it doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to be in danger. And he's like, I just don't want to do it again. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So about six months go by. And this was just like last week or so I brought it up again because Juliana never came back. She was kind of, you know, lofty goals and never followed through. Yeah. And she came, we were talking about it again. And then he said, I, I don't want to do the show. And I said, well, I haven't even asked yet, but why not? And he's like, I don't want to get shot <laughs> again <laughs> still. So it's funny how they'll, they'll, they'll find something like that and they'll stick to it. And it, you know, it's, and taking that example, it's kind of sad too. It's like, what is it, what is it about society today? You know, it kind of speaks volumes for where we're at as a culture. If you know, he, he just sees getting famous with having people harass you and do bad things to you, you know, I just wonder where it came from. Killa, you have any thoughts on where they would have got that idea? I don't know. Does he like the Beatles? <laughs> is he thinking John Lennon? Or... I mean, they're familiar with certain artists, but I mean, they don't know that piece of it. You know, just the music part. And I mean, he's nine now. She's eleven, so they're both so relatively young. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you look at, I mean, if you look at like what they learn in school and whatnot, when I mean, you've got you know historical figures like the president. I mean, we had the assassination attempt against Reagan. Uh, JFK was killed. I mean, so I I could see where he get the correlation that if you have this more of a public type persona or you're out there in the public eye that where he could have, you know, kids will connect things in the weirdest way. So I can, I've kind of tried to program my brain in the same fashion as theirs just so I don't, you know, get too frustrated with them. So I can see where he makes the connection. It, it just one of those weird things. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying I can see where he'd make the connection. Right. Yeah. So, You'd be more likely just to be roasted on online and through, you know, forums and shit like that. And oh, yeah. <laughs> you cut more shit that way, you know. Well, yeah. We've seen it happen. I mean, all of us have seen it, not necessarily even with ourselves, with other people that are in podcasting. I mean, it's yeah. it's a hazard. It's a hazardous part of it that, you know, when you're in the public eye in a big sense, like in a in a celebrity sense, you know, that's one thing. But in this sense, it's it's podcasting is such a personal thing yeah that you know there's a lot more direct access you know when you when you're a celebrity and and you have handlers and you've got you know your website isn't necessarily your own personal site it's run by somebody else or it's you know channeled to you through a fan page or something it's not your own personal facebook page or whatever it's different because here it's it's one-on-one and it's a lot easier to really track somebody down and and i find myself pretty I mean, I try to keep myself pretty separated in, in some regards, but, you know, there's so many people out there that I've met through podcasts and that have my home address and my home phone number and, you know, that I communicate with on a regular basis that it doesn't bother me. And, I, and like I said, I've been lucky, but I've seen other people and yourself included that haven't been. So, yeah, well, you know, and that's why we've got I mean, we kind of I've put everybody through it. I guess you'd call it a vetting process. I mean, I've got certain people that know we're. Like, we've had guests on the show that come to the home studio here. They know where we're located. They know how to get here. But it's people that I kind of – I weed them out and I, and I feel them out for a little while and see what they're about. 
Um, just because, you know, especially with having a home, like he said, a, it, with it being so personal and having like my studios at my house. So if I'm going to invite you into my house to record with me, if you're not going to do it via Skype, I'm going to have to really understand that I can trust you and that you're not going to be somebody that's going to come back later on and try to rip me off from all my equipment or anything like that. So, um, but on the flip side, it's one of the, it's because of the, I love the personal aspect of it because of that personal aspect of it, you get to meet people that you probably would have never connected with before. I mean, I've got people who I consider friends all over the country who under normal circumstances would have never met because it's just not an area of the, you know, the, the U S that I would have gone to. So, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those six, one half dozen of the other things where it's, it's a great, but it can also be, you know, horrible. You just kind of have to, you know, roll with it and figure out what works best for you. Yeah. And keep an eye on it. You just, mm-hmm. you know, be um, cautious and just, right. Hang on. This, guy doesn't seem a bit you know a bit off a, something about off him is a bit off uh, yeah i'll just yeah. just back away from this situation right now but yep and that was a concern with you know bringing the kids on and, and whether or not we were going to say their real names etc etc um but realistically the way i looked at it is that basically anybody who gets a hold of my information at some point in time is going to be able to find my kids because i have posted pictures of them on facebook in the past so on and so forth so we're very cautious just not to, you know, our, our home address isn't out there. We don't, nothing like that. We don't say what schools they go to, et cetera. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's one of those things that I'm not going to live my life in a constant fear and try to put myself in a bubble either. It's, you know, if shit's going to happen, it's going to happen no matter what you do. You just do your best to try to avoid it, but sometimes you can't. Yeah, well, that's true. It's it's anyway. all a big risk. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, it's a big risk. Having a woman fly down from America twice, and anyway, we won't go. <laughs> oh boy, back to that again. <laughs> I just like throwing it in every now and then. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard you like to slide it in every now and then too. Oh, it's <laughs> true. Um, That's what It's the vibrations, right? You know what? Mm-hmm. Though, having haven't done this for as long as we have now, or, or been a part of it, you know, you kind of have other people that kind of take the bullet so to speak and there's certain people that you get to know over the course of time like um you know nikki from georgia for example Mm -hmm. you know when i first kind of started to meet her you know it was kind of this tentative you know that kind of hey how you doing that nice friendly chatter and then you know then it's a a christmas card or a package and the next thing you know she's staying at my house for four days yeah or whatever it was you know living here with my family and you know, I, that's that's a huge step. But, you know, after a while, you kind of get to know the people and you've had other people that have had them come out and that they're friends with and they're always yeah, presenting themselves in, in a positive light that eventually, you know, you throw that out there. And I, I consider her a, a dear friend, you know, just like uh, Killer Wilbo, for example, who I've never even met in real life. Yeah. No, so. I, I, yeah and, I, and I agree with you there on that. I mean, it's just one of those things that just because you met somebody online doesn't mean they're going to be instant stalker or they're going to cause problems. You can have just as much trouble with somebody who, you know, locally, in fact, sometimes more because they have, you know, more open access to you, so to speak. I mean, there's plenty of people that can cause you problems just in your own local area, let alone somebody who's online. I mean, a lot of times if somebody's an online stalker, or they get infatuated, whatever, the worst they're going to do is they're going to try to find out all they can about you. And, but if they're in a different state, how often are they really going to show up at your house or anything like that? You know, um, but the, the risk is there anywhere. I've got family who helped foster kids from the, the Chernobyl incident um, to help them get like eye care and some valid health care and whatnot. And 
one of the kids they fostered did some stuff he shouldn't have done with one of my cousins. And it was just like, really? <laughs> they opened their home to you guys and they, they brought you in here so you could better your life and then you do this? It's a good thing I wasn't present because I probably would have just, you know, <laughs> taken care of business, you know, taking care of things in my own way. And not that that's a good thing, but it is what it is. So I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't consider it a risk, any more risk than it is getting out in the car and going for a drive or, you know, especially where I live, I got a bunch of armed rednecks around here that like to get drunk. <laughs> and if there's one bad combination, it's beer and, and weaponry, you know? No, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, parallel that we have because mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad, um, from the time before I was born up until shortly after I was born and then it stopped, they, they fostered over 150 kids in the course of their married life together. Um, they're still married and, but that either way, um, you know, they had tons of people coming in and out of the house at all hours and, uh, all the time they had, you know, this other family until they, they adopted my brother and I, well, um, you know, they keep contact with them and, and a lot of them I know personally and are considered uncles or cousins or whatever. And, um, out of all the, all the 150, you know, there really was very few problems with any of them. However, one guy, and I, I don't know how much detail to get into, but one of the guys that he was still in contact with saw that, you know, we're not well off, but that, yeah, you know, my dad had some, he was, he's a photographer part-time. That's his hobby. Like this is mine is podcasting. And so he had a bunch of equipment and, and this guy was not quite all together. And he decided that he wanted to take all the equipment and sell it. Well, the only way he could do it was to kill my dad. So long story short, he made an attempt and now he's in prison, but you know, it's like, you never know. I mean, this is somebody that you opened your house to when they were just a kid and then here they turn around and do this when they're an adult. So yeah, yeah. yeah. my, my parent was parents were the same way. We, uh, a good friend of mine, his, his parents all but abandoned him in, in middle school and high school because he was a quote unquote troubled youth and they couldn't, gain control of him so my dad took him in after he got out of a stint in jail and just laid down the laws set some requirements said hey look here's what you're going to do and and you know everything was kosher with him but through him i had a couple other friends that one of them broke into my car and stole a bunch of stuff and broke into my dad's truck and stole a bunch of stuff and you know it it just it's a risk you take but even then looking at that I go back to my, my previous marriage with my ex. Uh, my best friend is the reason why that whole thing went down between her and him. So, I mean, it, it was somebody who I considered a really close personal friend that I had a lot of trust in that was helping me out when I was out of town because my job does tend to send me out of town for, you know, periods of time. And right. he was helping somebody out, but it sure as hell wasn't me. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm way past it now. So, actually, if you've ever listened to the podcast, he's guested on a few episodes. I've kind of buried the hatchet with him. Um, solely because our, my, my son and his son are such good friends that it was one of those things that either I could let this, you know, I could stay with the whole Hatfield McCoy concept and never ever talk to him again and break that relationship up. Or now that he and her have split and he's realized the true personality of our, you know, mutual ex, we're mending the path. And it's not 100% yet, but it's better than what it was. But our kids are still able to keep forge their friendship. And that was the most important part to me. So, right, right. It's now, amazing what you'll do for your kids, you know? Oh, absolutely. And Killa, I, I don't know. I've always, I've kind of wondered this and I know you've had at least one person on. I mean, is there people there that you have that you're friends with there that listen that have been on outside of, you know, obvious one? Mm, no, not really. I mean, I know Jackie and then of course when you did the Killa cast, but other than that, there's not really too many. No. 
all my podcasting's been between people that live in America, basically. Yeah, that's that's so. quite that's quite a travel a trip to get there. So they they really have to be determined. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I've I've asked many people to come and join me, but uh, a lot of people just what don't get the concept of a podcast, or just don't want their voice to be on a podcast. Like Why not? My Why? Well, remember, Je- um, no, we said Je- Donna walked in the room the other day as we were recording. I said, "Say something." She goes, "No, nope. I don't want, no, nope. don't want people to hear my voice." She thinks she's got a shit voice. I'm like, "Well." Get over it. Just speak. No one cares. Well, I, you know, I, I have to say, I, I can I can feel for them. I've got I've got a lot of social hangups uh, from my high school experience and things that happened back there that I had to get through and work through, and I'm still working through some of them. Um, and I know that I can sometimes talk a little too fast or mumble, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the first one thing that kind of stopped was one of the hiccups that stopped us from starting. And eventually, I just kind of looked at it as, you know what, fuck it. If people are gonna hate it, they're gonna hate it. If they're gonna like it, they're gonna like it. I'm just going to put it out there because I have stuff that I think I want to say that I think people might be interested in. So we'll just see what happens. And I've actually been very surprised at how it's progressed so far. And I've also been very surprised at some of the people I've discovered who are listening because we literally, at, at first, were very little advertisement whatsoever other than the fact that we every once in a while would, would put a link up on Facebook or something like that. But we never actually said, hey, look, by the way, here's what we're doing. We never kind of like laid out a map. And then it's just kind of taken off from there. But yeah. it's a great idea for a show. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but on the voice thing, that's <clears throat> when I first started calling into podcasts and all that. That's I was nervous as hell. Not you know thinking of will I stumble, I mumble always, and and how people would you know take my voice, and just from people enjoying hearing me as a you know a caller into their show, yeah. mainly the author yeah. show, and then doing like promo work from them. You know, it grew me and it grew the confidence in me. It's like, whatever, this is my voice. This is how I speak. Yeah, I mumble over words and mm-hmm. brain farts and whatever. But hey, I, there's a bunch of people like hearing my voice and like what I've got to say. Well, Other people don't want to hear it. Good luck to you. Don't listen. Exactly. And, and, you know, it's, it's actually something that I've been working with my oldest son lately to, to work on him and to instill into him. Something that I had a hard time with growing up that I don't want him to have a hard time with, which is just own what you do silly or otherwise i mean there's a video i posted not too long ago where he randomly were sitting on the couch watching a show one day and out of the blue he goes did you know i could twerk and there my, my brain just like shut off i'm like i literally like rebooted for a second i'm like hold on hold on did you just tell me that you can twerk he's like yeah and then he tells me proceeds to tell me that his older brother because he's got older siblings with his with my ex He's like, yeah, you know, my older brother showed me how to do it. I'm like, okay, there are so many things wrong with this statement right now. A, you're telling me you can twerk. B, you're telling me your brother taught you how to twerk. At least, very least, I would have expected it to be your sister. What the hell, man? And then he's like, yeah, here, let me show you. And, of course, I, I saw an epic moment just waiting to happen there. So I grabbed my phone and flipped it to camera mode real quick and turned the video on and got him in front of me. And he, sure enough, he busted out and I lost it. So I am. Um, then, then he turns around, and realizes that I'm recording him, and he about you know just melted. So, oh. he, yeah, he, and he ran off, and it was fine. And I, but I went back and talked to him. I said, "Here's the deal, buddy." And I, I did post it to Facebook, tagged his grandparents, and you know that kind of thing. I'm like, "You did this. It's something that you did." I actually thought it was fucking hilarious. It was quite funny. You've just got to own the shit you do, whether it's it's good, bad, otherwise. If you just own it, people will respect you a lot more. You'll still have haters from time to time, but. Overall, you'll enjoy it, and then now you know. And he's 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 go over that part now. And then I went back and now learning some video editing software. So I ended up uh, 
reworking the video to that god awful turn down for what song just to see if I could get to, you know his his ass jiggling to, <laughs> to meet the, with the beats and I showed it to him again and he almost melted a second time but then he's like you know what whatever it's funny so it's yeah. it was a good little lesson for him it's just you know if you're gonna do it do it don't be concerned about what other people think of you because that held me back from experiencing so many things when I was younger that so, I wish yeah. I could go back and fix that I don't want him to go through that same problem. Yeah, I went through that in high school where I was just a shake, you know, yeah. be myself. And, same here. And it was like the same as you, like, turn a camera on me. Like, I, w- I went for the earbuds documentary interview. Mm-hmm. And I was doing all right for a little bit, but then just the consciousness in my head, like, I'm being interviewed for a podcast documentary that a lot of people are going to see if I make it to the documentary. I don't know if I will. Yeah. And then I got asked to repeat a line and virtually, like, not so much act it, but, you know, you needed me to say this line, what I just said again, and look straight in the camera. And I melted. Like, I, it just put me so much off because I knew that this is, you know, instead of just talking directly to the person interviewing me, yeah, Graham Elwood from uh, Comedy Film Nerds, he goes, look in the camera and say that line again for me. And as I did, I was like, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> I got it out eventually and everything. And afterwards I said, thanks for that. You know, I went and said, you know, you just put me completely off by asking me to do that. I go, I can sit in front of a microphone at my computer in, inside this little room here. No problem. You'll, I'll tell you anything. You know, I, I'm a pretty open and honest person. And if you haven't listened to the show before, you know, it's, I'll say anything. But throw a camera on me and then knowing I'm being filmed or, you know, yeah, it's, I, it's a scenario. Even though I know this goes out, mm-hmm, like I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put this out. But still, to me, we're just having a conversation between two people, like three people. And so right, I'll, right. I'll just talk. But then... I, I seriously, I've said this to Joe, like afterwards, like when I'm editing or when I'm finished and I put the show out and know it's out there, I'll, tomorrow I'll be cringing. I'll go, oh, I said this. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and it's, I still do a little, but I've learned to go, well, fuck it. You know, it's out there. I'm just being me. Yep. yep. And it seems to be like, well, there's a handful of people out there that like me, so don't oh, care what on, I say and how I say it. I don't know. People love you. But it, it comes back to what, what, Justin was just saying about high school, how I, I was picked on big time, you know, and I couldn't be myself, you know. Mm-hmm. You had to come to other people's fucking ideas and, and you know, if you said something a bit different to what they believed or, you know, whatever. It just – so I grew up being like a little shy, you know, oh, no, can't say that or can't do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, well, that's why I like doing this podcast. I just be me. I say silly things. I say dopey things. <laughs> Uh, stupid uh, yeah and i've had i've had a very similar experience i i mean in high in fact the the high school that i went to i started off at that district in eighth grade and my first day of eighth grade i got jumped by like five guys oh, and i you know ended up uh getting broke up before any serious damage happened to any of the parties involved but that kind of started the process throughout the rest of my middle school and high school experience of just being harassed because i I was into, you know, I've never been like a big comic book guy or anything like that, but I was, I was a sci-fi person. I loved, I loved those certain things. And I was just, you know, this, this kind of awkward, everybody in their teenage years is just usually very awkward and cocky and kind of just doesn't know what to do with themselves. And it was, it was a very painful experience for me. And, um, I, I, you know, and I even, I tried though, cause I, my dad is a very outgoing, boisterous, you know, he walks into a room, he kind of commands attention, that kind of person. And I always wanted to be like that. And so I even went as far as trying to take drama classes when I was in high school and I did my best, but I never got selected for plays. And that was a, you know, that was a, an ego blow. And so I just kind of ended up turning into kind of this introverted person. 
So much so that the one picture of me that was shown at our 10-year high school reunion, everybody's like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not oh. coming back here. And what, no, it's actually no skin off my back because it was one of those things that the, the few people that I was really good friends with and I'm still really good friends with from high school, they recognized me, the rest of them. It, that that was actually an eye-opening experience for me going to that reunion because as soon as I got there, a, a lady who I'd been chatting with on Facebook for like the last six months because she was the one who was setting up the reunion etc cetera, etc cetera. i said hi so and so how are you doing it's great to see you again and she just looked at me like it was deer in the headlights look like and she goes and who are you i'm like i've you know justin i've been talking to you the last six months about this and she's like oh yeah hi <laughs> and then she turns around and starts talking to somebody else and then as soon as everybody else arrived all the old clicks from high school formed again i was like really i mean if you guys are going to focus on high school as being like the epicenter of the best part of your life then <laughs> i don't even need anything to do with you guys so I've got a few key people from that time period in my life that are still good friends with me now, and I appreciate them, and everybody else can just kind of go to hell because I don't need that. I've come to find out and learn that I don't need, you know, somebody else's, uh, somebody else to justify or to make me feel good about myself. It's up to me to do, you know? Yeah, that's definitely the way to go, mate. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that those clicks exist, and that's true. I've seen it happen um, after all these years. It's funny. I mean, not in a ha-ha kind of way. Yeah, but, but more like, oh, you, you're so pathetic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah. I hate to be harsh about it, but it, it, it it's just looking at, I mean, looking at some of these people, it's like you caused me so much grief and so much just anguish in high school, and you haven't changed a bit. It's just like, so basically what's going to happen, what I see right now is there's just somebody new in your life to pick on or to, to you know, foist your bullshit onto, and whatever if that's what you have to do to make you feel better about yourself and your your existence is far more miserable than mine so best of luck to you i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing and i'll move on and so that that kind of started the whole trying to break myself out of my shell and 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 not be so introverted and then of course in my new i ended up taking a new position at work that actually caused me i have to go travel and visit my customers and go into a group of people and actually show them, okay, you know, I train on software and hardware. I, I show them how to do things. So I've got to speak in front of crowds. And so that, you know, has kind of caused me to be able to come out a little more and be a little more confident. And so I hate that, you know, to have to say that it took me till I was like 27, 28 years old to start doing that, which is why I'm really working with my kids to not have to go through that experience. But at the same time, I feel that it's better that I do it now than to have never done it at all and just continue to be this, you know, sheltered person that just stays in my house and doesn't do anything with anybody. You know, an interesting phenomenon that I that I thank Facebook for, and I know people, a lot of people are either really pro, you know, Facebook or that just never think about it and those that are absolutely hate it. But, um, you know, you, you've I've hooked up with just about everybody I've ever known that I went to school with anyway, from pre pre preschool to uh, the last year of college and um, one of the one example of one of the oddities that just strikes me strange and um, I love sociological kind of experiments. Well, there's a person that I went to high school with and in high school we were kind of in, I mean, I kind of floated amongst all the different groups, but um, they were kind of in a separate group from everybody else and never really got along. As a matter of fact, we kind of were opposed to each other in some regards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, come to find out on Facebook after, you know, we're now both 40 and, uh, have started to kind of notice that we have the same interests and all these things that are in common. And, and it's like, I just keep thinking to myself, well, if we were, I was the same way back then and they were the same way back then. 
then if we would have just gotten over the the clicky nonsense that goes on in high school, we might have been like best friends, you know? Um, And because now, you know, here, different time, different place. It's amazing how many things it's like, wow, you're into that too. Whoa. You know, how did we not ever realize this in high school? And um, when you take that piece of it out of it, that garbage that goes on, well, you never know. Yeah, and I had a very similar experience. Um, I've I've got somebody I found I I lost contact with from high school, but I'd always had a, a just a huge amount of respect for them because I had always looked up to this person. He was one of those guys that would float between all the cliques. He was very popular in high school. He was the homecoming king at one point. Just your quintessential good guy in high school, you know, and. He uh, was always very friendly to me, was very nice to me, and all the time trying to get me to come to his house or come hang out with him, and I just never thought I was good enough to do so, so I never took him up on it, which I now I'm kicking myself in the ass for, because we connected later on via Facebook, and he's like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? And he's got kids now, and I've got kids, and on a whim one day, I invited him to one of my kids' birthday parties. He's like, dude, it's so rad you invited me, and he came down with his kids, and they my, they got together and had, you know, they played and had a good time. He and I caught up, and... Um, you know, it's just, we, we've, we've developed a really good friendship and, and we don't get to see each other very often because he travels like I do. And there's a lot of all that in there, but he followed, I found out that he's following the podcast and he's following what I'm doing and I follow what he's doing via Facebook. And I look back now, all the experiences that I could have had and some of the stories that I heard him tell about the things that he and his buddies did on all these little trips or whatever that I was invited to, but never showed up to. It's like, just look back at all the shit I missed out on because I was just, I was not confident enough in myself to go do this. So I really try to make sure my kids understand that you just, hey, you know, you're, you are who you are. You're not going to be able to change that. And people are either going to like it or hate it. And nothing you can do is going to fix that. So just be you and don't don't let other people tell you how you should be. As long as you're not, you know, you know, fucking animals or <laughs> or, you know, causing problems, being a murderer. You're, you're good. You're good in my book. So just just do what you want to do. No New Zealand jokes <laughs> or Montana in our case. Right. <laughs> That was bad. Is that what you're saying, Killa? <laughs> uh, saw where that was going. Um, you know what? I, I just forgot that uh, we had an email and we forgot to mention it at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. I forgot to do as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to derail for just a second here. And this might take us down another path. But uh, this comes from Tommy the Duck. He says uh, the title of the email is Motherfucking Drop Bears. He says, I've had a few ideas for the Drop Bears movie. Cute and cuddly koalas infest a coffin factory and they have sex in the coffins. The babies inherit the souls of the damned. That's how the drop bears are spawned. I think that's a little far-fetched. Anyway, uh, he says, uh, another idea, it should be set on a plane and it should star Samuel L. Jackson. The rest pretty much writes itself, don't you think? Next up, after a valiant struggle, everyone on board uh, the plane dies, including the pilots. The plane continues on autopilot until it runs out of fuel and crashes at Disney World. I'm Hence, sick of all these motherfucking drop bears in this motherfucking plane. Exactly. Sequel <laughs> or Hawaii. Drop bears to tropical paradise. Nice. Love ya, Tommy the Duck. Thank you, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. But um, that's, a, that's another man that I, I've met his whole family in real life on, on several occasions, actually, and spent time with in just multiple states. Just Cape Robinardine. I, I, I would you rather me rub it off? I mean, it's up to you, man. Either uh, way, how many people you get to meet? I've never met to any any of these people. You can't say that. You get to get people come to your house. You go out and meet all these people. I meet none of yous. Yeah, but I have to say one of my one of my you know quote quote bucket list items is to come down to Australia and visit that place. I've always been fascinated with 
um, everything about it. So I want to, hopefully I can, you know, maybe make it a goal to come see you one day. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone says that. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I, I literally, I've always wanted like, and it actually kind of, I, I made some notes for this episode too. Look at that. I came prepared and shit. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Um, that's not the way we do it on the show. There's no no notes. (laughs) Throw them away. Okay, well, no, I I have to, if I, if I don't notate things, then my brain just does not, like I said, that whole memory capacity, or my kids take it all up, so I don't remember shit, so I have to do that. Um, but you actually played a, uh, it was, I think it was the last episode that Nikki from New Zealand was on, and your your music on the on the end was a Great Southern Land by one of your local artists there, and it was Great Southern I think it was called Great Southern Land. I, I don't know the actual yes. name of the song, I just know that's kind of what the chorus is. That is the name of the song. Oh, well, good. Up. See, look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this That's whole note-taking thing band. right. It's a New Zealand band. So, but the funny, the reason why I brought it up is because when I heard that, it, it was like an instant nostalgia bath for me. Because when I was a kid growing up, I'd probably say about ten years old, and this could be absolute shit to people in Australia. So if it is, please don't shit on my dreams too hard. <laughs> but one of my favorite movies was Young Einstein with Yahoo Serious. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so I, I that that was one of the songs that was on the soundtrack there, and so it was just like I'm, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden that that song came on, I'm like, holy shit! And then it was just it brought back the flood of memories of, of growing up and whatnot. So it was kind of cool to hear that. So I, I wasn't sure if you guys actually enjoyed that over there as well too, or if it was kind of like what we have with some of our people that other other countries enjoy, where we're like, yeah, no, not so much. I mean, is Jerry that... Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Great Southern Land is a New Zealand band. I think it's Ice House.
Mm-hmm. Um, Vicky can correct me. I'm having a brain fart as usual. No, I can actually um, confirm that. It's in my notes. It's Ice House. <laughs> uh, Ice House is a New Zealand band. Uh, a lot of New Zealand bands, actually, we claim them here in Australia. Uh, yeah. Crowded House yeah. was a New Zealand band. We claim them to be Australian. Um, there is a New Zealand actor that claims to be Australian, but I want to kick him back over to New Zealand. Russell. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, you're talking about Yahoo Serious. You should call him Dr. Yahoo Serious. Dr. Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. I, that's, there, there you go. That's something I didn't, understand, didn't know. So It's, it's – um, what, what do they call it when you – uh, a university an honorary you, degree. Honorary, yeah, he's an honorary doctor. <laughs> so cool, cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of Yahoo Serious, have you ever seen? Uh, was it Ned Kelly or it was filmed in America? Yahoo um, Serious. Uh, uh, there's the, the other one of his that I saw. I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do with an egg. Um, and that's a very random kind of just you know. It's not going to really probably trigger your memory, but it was something. Uh, but I don't think I saw the one that you're referring to now. Yeah, uh, he um, has a helmet on his head and robs banks. No, I haven't seen that one. I know what you're talking about, but I've not seen it. Yes, uh, there was a there was a Mick Jagger version and there was a Heath Ledger version, also, right? Yeah, well, that's Ned Kelly, the proper version of the proper um, oh Bush Ranger. That Ned Kelly was a famous Bush Ranger who um, made an iron helmet up so he couldn't get shot in the head. But and that's a true story. Like Ned Kelly is a true person. Wow. And yes, you're right there, Joel. That um. Freaking, what's his name? He was the first one to do it. Uh, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's an abomination of a movie. But then, yeah, Heath Ledger did play it, and that was more true to the story. Yeah, he's uh, our famous Bush Ranger. I don't know what other term you – an outlaw. I don't know. So, so how how true is a Crocodile Dundee then? That's fucking nothing, <laughs> mate. Come on. That was wasn't a- – uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that was another one of my favorites when I was a kid. I, I didn't always have the best taste in movies, but I just, that's not a knife. This is an, I, I don't know, it was just always something that come funny. <laughs> that's not a knife. Now that's a knife. Oh, that makes me moist. Oh, no. <laughs> you too? <laughs> um, isn't, isn't Stander another one that's an Australian? What was that? Stander? S-T-A-N-D-E-R. Um, they made a movie with, uh, I think... I want to say Thomas Jane was in it, but I thought it was about another Australian outlaw, uh, Bush Rider. Don't know. I've no? never heard of it. Never seen it. No. I'm going to look it up here real quick. Oh, you can look it up. Uh, yeah. Um, Ned Kelly, true story. Uh, where was it? Oh, it was South African. Damn it. I always get that mixed up. Diplomatic <laughs> immunity. Oh, <laughs> lethal weapon too. <laughs> get too but, old uh, for this shit getting too old for this shit. Yeah, I am too. Uh, yeah. You've just lost me fucking train of thought. Thank you. We're, spiders. We're How about that? Let's talk Heath about Ledger. spiders. Heath Ledger. Well, the best joker in the world. Yes. Doesn't matter. Lost it. All right. Well, let's move into spiders then because I've seen some videos from down there of your like the huntsmen and whatnot. What the fuck, dude? Huntsman. In fact, what the actual them. fuck? How do you live with those things? I hate the fucking things. They actually oh. come into your house all the time. I, 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 have you seen the video of the guy trying having his daughter film him as he's trying to capture the fucker from the ceiling and it jumps on him? Yeah, they I, do that. My house would seen... it would no longer exist. It would just be you know, blowtorches right. and gasoline. I hate them. 
they're non-venomous. They won't hurt you. I don't care. They're fucking huge. Fucking ugly. Yeah. I, I, the fuck out. We get. I've had them in the house here. Ooh. We had we had one. Um, Donna went and grabbed the ironing board from her sister's place and was sitting in was out in the laundry. So she brought it up here and didn't use it for a day. And then we went to grab it and use it. And there's a freaking female huntsman there with a bunch of eggs. Oh. She grabbed it and called me and going, oh, fuck. <laughs> we freaked the fuck out. <laughs> but we've had a few in here. Like, I'm sorry, look, I, I'm up. I, I believe in not killing things, but if a spot, yeah, huntsman spider comes into my house, you're dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm normally a, a fairly let's, let's live and let live kind of guy, too, unless you're a spider and then you're just, I'm going to, I will squish you. I will kill you. I will burn you. I don't care what it takes. Fuck you. <laughs> well, uh, the most venomous. Uh, spider, and it's probably in the top in the world, is the funnel web spider. Yeah, I, I was actually getting ready to ask you about that one, too. Is, is, well, have you seen my YouTube video? I have not. And is it, gonna, is it like nightmare fuel? Nah, well, uh, when I was living at my parents, I used to live in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I had two funnel web spiders run underneath my legs. I used to sit oh. on my little recline chair. First time I called in my brother, who doesn't speak to me anymore, and he's a bit like Steve Irwin. Oh, where is it? Let me get it, you know. So he's, he's called it. We we kept uh, captured it. We didn't kill it. And we sent it off to get milked so that they can get the antivenom for it. Well, so you did a public service. Okay, I can understand it in yeah. that particular respect. Then, That's fine. Then I had the second one. Simon's sitting on the steps of the garage at the, the door of the garage, and I'm sitting there. He goes, funnel web. My legs just didn't get up quick enough. So once again, Mr. Like Steve Irwin straight Crikey. to yeah, because it was in the garage. Dad's got all these little jars that he keeps, and like, you know, screws nails in, you know, empty like peanut butter jars. Simon straight onto it, bang! We catch it, and um, I filmed it. So we we've caught him, put him in this jar, and uh, so I thought I'd get my old video camera out and start filming him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've we've got him, sent him off. We. You, what you do is you take it to the emergency room of a hospital and they'll send them up to a Gosford Wildlife Park or Gosford Reptile Park, I think it's called. I, but that's where they milk them. So you send it to the emergency room. Yeah. yeah. While we while we had this spider in this jar, because I was smoking pot at the time, and so Simon, um, we decided to see if this spider wanted to get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> so we opened the jar. Oh, you were doing it for science though, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a long video. It's on YouTube. Huh. And comedy. Yeah, and comedy. Uh, you can find my YouTube videos easily. You just go to Killer Wilbur, you know, search for Killer Wilbur on YouTube and you'll find it. Okay. But yeah, okay. I've, I've, I've posted it on Facebook a few times. Well, yeah, I, will, so, I will definitely have to look that up then. But yeah, we, um, we caught the spider and what you do is you get a cotton bud and, and put water on it so that you can keep them hydrated, you know what I mean? And so we put that in there and then we... It's eight minute long video and then we go... We've had a... Smoke, and we're going, how about we blow the smoke and blow out the spider? <laughs> so that was part of the video. I know it's not good, but. Uh, well, you should come when you when you come to America at some point. I'll have to take you to the state fairs and show you the funnel cake spiders. Um, they're delicious. <laughs> but at That's the moment, true. Um, I posted something the other day on Facebook about it's going to be a bad funnel web season this year because there's been a lot of rain and um, it's breeding season for them. Uh, probably from now onwards, maybe a month or so. And that's where you get in trouble because the males come out looking for um, 
uh, sex, basically, but looking to, to mate. It's funny how that's that's that happens across species and across everything. It's, it's, it always trouble always happens when the males come out looking for sex. Yeah, <laughs> even in humans. Yep. But um, yep. yeah, so you got to be careful. You got to check your shoes because they'll because shoes are moist, so they'll you know. There's oh, a again. Moist. Right? But yeah, uh, so many people have got bitten by putting their shoe, feet in their shoes in the morning because they leave the shoes outside. But another fact that I've learnt recently, which I knew anyway, but it re come back to me, is like no one has ever died from a spider bite since 1979 here in Australia. Nice. Because of the uh, anti-venom and from people like me actually sending these... Uh, Venomous spiders to somewhere where they get milk so they can make the antivenom. And, and do you know how you that can't make... kill Australians? No, you can, have, well, you can kill some of them if you want, but not me. Um, you know how they make antivenom? Well, obviously by milking the spiders, because you've said it like uh, four or five times. I yeah. almost want us to have like a moment of silence so you can just say, and then you milk it or something like that, just so I can get that as like an audio clip, because it, I don't know, it just it's funny when you say it. They milk it, Oops. and then <laughs> what they do is get the venom, and then they inject it into horses because horses have natural um, in their antibodies. They produce any venom. Hmm. So what they do is inject horses with the venom. They produce any venom, and they drain the blood off the horse, and then do their little centrifugal thing and pull out the antivenom. That's how they make any venom. It's the same for snakes and and spiders, but. And that's how us Australians survive. We inject horses with venom. For science. Creative, creative so, buggers. So, yeah. As I said, not since 1979, no one's died from a spider bite here in Australia. So, all these Americans worrying, I'm going to come to Australia and be bitten by a spider and die. Not going to happen. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about how hard you guys laugh at me when I scream like a little girl the first time I encounter one of those little bastards. Like, don't worry, I scream. I fucking... <laughs> I'm more scared of huntsman spiders than I am of the funnel web spider, which is more venomous because I know how they react. So, yeah. Well, if there's, if there's one thing my mom did that was a disservice to me, it was she passed along her fear of spiders to me. So, same here. Mum, my mum hates spiders. <laughs> but I hate huntsmen's because you can't trust them. They just run along the wall and then we'll jump off you. Mm-hmm. Funnel webs will come out and they'll just rear up on their back legs and put their, you know, they're predictable. Yeah, where huntsmen are just like, and you find them, you'll be just walking through your house and you look up, oh shit, <laughs> they're up high, <laughs> oh. and then you're, like, you're going to jump, jump up. But still, the most dangerous animal in Australia is that drop bear. Yes. Yeah, you got to be careful. And Don't stairs. Well, yeah, as I say, stairs seem to be a lot more dangerous to you than they are, you know, than those drop bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm downstairs. I'm don't jinx me. Or was it the drop there that pushed you down the stairs? Yeah, yeah. We'll blame the drop bears. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that was a the script. No, drop bears don't push you, mate. They jump out of the trees and just freaking... You're done. Nice. Goodbye. So now, no... another note that I have here. Do you honestly... Do you guys actually have a city and a beach named Manly? Yes, we do. That's fucking awesome. Just want to put that out there. You know what's that? You know what's even more awesome? What's that? There's a rugby league team to come from Manly. Oh, so it's a Manly yeah, rugby team, huh? Eagles, right? No, nah, let me finish. We beat them <laughs> <laughs> last week. And that's Manly the Eagles was it the Bulldogs that beat them, the or the doggies? Dang. 
the doggies. And yep. guess what? The doggies last night won again. We beat Penrith from the Penrith Panthers from out west on Sydney. We're in the grand final this week against South Sydney Bunnies, South Sydney Rabbitohs. So, yeah, sports ball. Teams. Hmm? I said, yeah, sports ball. Yeah, sports ball, football, rugby, rugby league, mate. <laughs> yeah, my team's in the grand final next weekend. The blue and whites, the bulldogs, go the bulldogs. Wow, 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 what? <laughs> uh, I'm a bulldog born and bred. I've told you that before. I know. I Canterbury Hospital. It's they called the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. I was born in Canterbury Hospital. So, doggies in the grand final. Go the doggies. That's just for our Australian listeners or our Sydney listeners, which we have none. But <laughs> yeah, we might. You never know. Not Sydney listeners. We have Australian listeners, but not Sydney listeners. So, did you have any other notes there? I, I, I no, I'm sorry. I'd, if I derailed the show, I'm, I'm pretty. No, you're I'm, fine. I'm, I'm done. So that's what this show's about: being derailed. <laughs> Everybody comes on with a different uh, set of things, and not too many people come on prepared like that. So it's actually nice. It's a nice change of pace. Because I ask people a lot of times before the show. I used to, you know, bring your own stupid questions, or you know, if you have anything you want to talk about, jot it down. Because you're Especially a co-host. You, exactly. Up. Well, you know, and and I actually, I, not to toot my own horn, but I I try to do that. I, I try to give the same because I haven't had the same frustration. I've had people on the show before too. I'm like, hey, look, you know, bring a topic or bring something you want to you want to chat about, and we'll, we'll you know just help us out here because I don't know what you're interested in necessarily. So just let us know what you want to speak about in, in this realm, and they never do. And you're just kind of like trying to get them like, okay, say something, do something. So I, I I figure if it's if it frustrates or pisses me off, I should probably not you know try to extend the same courtesy to somebody else and do what I ask other people to do. So that's fine. All you need is just bring up something that we we can lead us down a road to talk about something, you know. Oh yeah, hey, it's much appreciated. <clears throat> so you got some more? Or? Uh, no, no I, I think I'm good. I, I mean, I'm sure if I if I if I find anything else, I'll save it for next time. I know no, that's a little good. presumptuous of me, but you know, hey. Oh uh, yeah, you're in the rotation. Once you get on, you're in the rotation. There's only been one person that's been crossed off the rotation, but. Um, what I wanted to bring up is um, at what's going on right now is the LA Podfest. Um, a bunch of podcasters are over in LA doing podcasts um, live, and I've been watching it live streaming. I had to pay twenty dollars. Well, Jeez, when you can, yeah. Well, it, I it was twenty five. If you use one of the codes for one of your podcasts that you listen to, which I have like five of them that they're doing it but yeah it, it brings it down to 20 but when you do the conversion rate for the Aussie dollar to the American dollar and you add in that little dollar 25 fee it, it still costs me 25 but I've been that's what I was doing before the show I was watching uh, I love Green Guide Letters from Steel Saunders who's the comedian I went and saw once and um, unfortunately they had another show right on at the same time The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Williams but they had my favourite comedian Will on there as well but luckily, um, for three weeks, I can. Um, they've they've got the um, show still available for three weeks on um, demand. So, so the LA Podcast Festival is going on right now. So yeah, it's crazy. So, We've come to that point. <clears throat> come to you the know. point where I'm, I'm doing a podcast where I'd rather be listening to one. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That there's there's whole festivals like that that they're doing all this. Yeah, you know. 
stuff. Well, it's it, it's the the brainchild of um the guys from the comedy film nerds, the guys that are doing the earbuds podcast. They, I think it's their third year now. They do it in a hotel. I forget what the Sofitel. I think they're doing it in this year. Lots of people do it in a hotel. Yeah. Oh. Mm, yeah. yeah but, and they've got like three rooms going on at the same time. So. Unfortunately, like today, they had the dollop and I love Green Guide letters going on at the same time. But fortunately, I can watch it in the next three weeks, you know, watch right. the other. And uh, at 12 o'clock, my time today, which is in 45 minutes, uh, one of my favorite podcasts with Will Anderson and uh, the host of the dollop, Dave Anthony, who's uh, Charlie number one, which only people listen to. TOFOP or FOFOP will understand. Don't worry. That's something you won't know. Um, uh, joining forces with the original host of uh, TOFOP, uh, Charlie Clawson, who's now on Home and Away, one of the uh, stupid soapies down here. They <laughs> start today. Unfortunately, they're up against Mark Marin from What the Fuck at the same time. But So... As I said, I've got three weeks to watch any of these um, live feeds. They won't be putting them out as podcasts per se on their feeds, but I think you, you can go to uh, – can't think of the name of the thing, but you can pay $2 to listen to the podcast, uh, SoundCloud or one of the – you know, one of these fucking other things. Anyway, but yeah, so I just wanted to know that just to do my podcast, I'm missing out on listening to podcasts. Oh, we're sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry about <laughs> that. I'm fucking around with you. Make us feel bad. Oh no, no we'll have you off in time for the other one. Yeah, no, that's fine. I I can watch it. I'm I'm off all week this week from work, so I've got all the time in the world to catch up on that shit. Must be nice. Must be nice. I've haven't had a holiday since I broke my fucking neck. I haven't and had a holiday. Oh wait, I don't know when's the last time I took a vacation. It's been a fucking long time. When you say vacation, I think vacation in the sense of you're going somewhere. I'm just taking a week off work, just that I need a break to give my body a break, my mind a break, you know. Well, you know what? So, Any time off work is vacation, in my opinion, so just enjoy it. Yeah, and I've set it, I set it up this week because uh, next weekend's a long weekend. We have our Labor Day weekend next weekend, so Monday's a public holiday, so I get that little extra day off. Yeah, that's that's something that still like totally just warps my mind when I think about it. You guys are entering your summer season here, aren't you? Or yeah, like you're yeah. You're, you're you're exactly the opposite of us, basically. So it's, um, not basically. Well, exactly. I, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I mean, yeah. Anyways, bite me. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's a. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I I have this like hard time grasping the concept of like as far as we're concerned here in America, Christmas during like the summer months, it would just be kind of weird for me. So. Oh yeah, there's no snow here in Christmas, mate. It's was well, there it's snow there ever? Uh, in winter, yes. Oh really? Uh, oh, you you need to listen to all our shows. You, I'm trying. I'm I'm working my way through. I'm, I'm, That's all right. I'm, I'm I can get. Look, I don't mind going over things. And yeah, in winter, yeah, we have snow. It is um, down on the border of uh, New South Wales and Victoria. There's a, a mountain range called the Snowy Mountains. They're called the Snowy Mountains for a reason because in winter it's where it snows. That's where you, you can go skiing. So you're telling and, me their name tells you what they do then? Yes. Well, we're, oh. we're pretty in Australia. That's pretty crafty. But, yeah, occasionally if the, if the weather does get cold enough here in Sydney, we will get out on the Blue Mountains, which are west of where we like, western part. Like, it's, the mountains border Sydney. It sort of uh, keeps 
what we call the Sydney Basin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Blue Mountains. Yeah, if it gets cold enough, you get snow out there. But it's it's not skiable, if you know what I mean. It's just a light dusting, as I say. So that's the only time I've seen snow. It snowed once when I was off from cutting my finger on the saw at work when I was on compensation on workers' comp. Uh, found out it was snowing out in the Blue Mountains, so I was still hanging around with my brother that doesn't talk to me. Um, we heard it was snowing out in the Blue Mountains. We go, let's go for a fucking drive. So went out and saw snow and we had to do the obligatory thing when you go to snow is write your name in the snow. So we did. Nice. I think that's – I've told this story on the podcast before, but yeah. yeah. We but go back yeah. over things. It's all right. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, well, I'm like a normal podcaster. You hate saying things you've said before, but sometimes people don't actually listen to the other shows. So. Well, see, and I have the problem of – and I really rely upon my wife for this quite a bit – is that I forget what I've said before. So there's times where she'll call me out like, you've already talked about this, and I just have to take her word for it and move on to something else because I don't remember. So It's all new to me. Saying. I have that That's a way of my, avoiding something. I have that problem with my, well, I'll call it wife, but partner. Not in podcasts, just in general. I'll, I'll run over a story again. She goes, you've told me this before. Oh, I'm so happy to hear I'm not the only one. Did she give like, you the look too? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I can't remember who I've told this story to. Did I tell you this or did I? And then she bitches at me, you don't talk to me. I'm like, well, I don't want to say anything because I might have told you this before and you're going to get cranky with me because of, this just popped in my head and I want to say something about this. And Well, you've told me. All right. Can't have it both I, ways. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. Same with that. It's like, I'll tell us. <laughs> well, yeah, I am. Hey, <laughs> Joel. Mm. Um, uh, but then I'll tell the shit and she, she forgets. It's like, I asked you to do this. Oh, shit. I didn't hear you say that. No, really? <laughs> uh, can't win. We're males. We can't win. The women are always right. Until they're wrong. So on that note, <laughs> um let's we're we're getting close on time here, so it's time to it's time to segue, I think. Okay. So I'm gonna derail for a minute. Please do. And um uh, you got something for us. What's that? You got something new for us? I don't know that I'd say it's new, but it's uh we're rebranding something because when we started this show, you and I kind of agreed that we didn't want to have like show notes. We didn't want to. We just wanted to be completely loose format. The only real hook to the show was that we had a different person on each week as our third co-host, so we keep it, you know, always being a different feel to every single show. But I was like, you know what? At somewhere at the end, I'm just going to ask stupid questions and just kind of see where it goes if we have time. And it's it's prompted a lot of just interesting discussions from just the dumbest stuff. So. Um, as you all know, I, I work with one of our listeners who has become a, a regular on a lot of shows in one way or another. And um, as we've been sitting at work and she's been contributing to this show as as a asking stupid questions, this past week was just rife with a lot of stuff. And so I've got enough questions at this point to get us through probably a month or two's worth of shows and they keep coming. And they're brilliant. They're far better than mine is. So rather than continue it on in my own, and I'm going to stick my own questions in here and there, and some I still have from uh, a back history. But Maybellina is now taking over this this topic, and it's we're going to call it R is for random. So we're going to ask stupid questions, uh, as many as we have time for, and just kind of see where it goes. Awesome. So she uh, has yet to come on the show as a third co-host, but 
at least she's participating. So she better come on sometime soon. Don't be shy. No, Nikki and Nikki are are working on it, but Nikki and Nikki. Yep. Yeah, double Nick, Nikki's. Nikki from Georgia and Nikki from New Zealand are both are both uh, very persistent about it. So we'll see. Awesome. Little little baby steps. She's new to podcasting. So, um, all right. So the first question for tonight on R is for random. If you could make your life like a 1980s sitcom, which would you pick? Am I the one that goes first? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. So, mind, please go first. Oh no, I'm I'm trying to like go over 1980s sitcoms and think about it. So I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, same here. It's like it's it's one of those weird things where you know you think about it and you think about it, you got to throw in all the different various scenarios. But I'm I'm I'll jump in since you guys are both thinking. Um, I'm kind of thinking I'd want to be a part of Different Strokes minus the the Mister Hoover's bike shop episode <laughs> because you've got you've got um, you know would you uh, like to dad. go for a ride and. <laughs> Would you like some wine? Sadly, oh. no. Oh, I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, you've got you've got this guy that adopts you and you're from the streets. So you've got street smarts. But then now you've got unlimited kind of finances. You know, it's kind of like silver spoons, but with a little more fun. Plus, you got Mrs. Garrett, who's, you know, looking after you. And and uh, then all of a sudden, Sam's coming in there jacking things up. And you're, I don't know. It just seems like it would be kind of a fun world. Plus, you're in New York, so there's lots to do. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with different strokes on this one. I think. Hmm. All right. So, when did uh, when did Family Ties start? Was that in the 80s or was that the oh, yeah, that's 90s? 80s. Then I'd have nope. to say Family Ties. There Fuck was, you. <laughs> there was always some wacky hijinks that went on there, and and Urkel just seemed like he'd be kind of fun just because of the stupid shit he did. So, well, not Family Ties, but um, Family Matters. Sorry. Oh no, that is 90s. Then. That's 90s. Never mind. That doesn't work. So fuck. I fucked that all up, didn't I? No, so never. <laughs> well, you're a little younger, so we can. We no, can you know, but, but I've watched both shows. So how I got the uh, the 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 hippie white family couple with the the Republican kid confused with the family from Chicago that was not white or hippie. I don't know. Okay. I, I totally messed We're, it up. So I'm going to call an audible here because Family Matters technically started in 1989. I just used the internet to find it out. September 22nd. Then I'm going with Family Matters and Urkel. So so you can you can take that one safely. Excellent. Right. Well, I was, the other one I was thinking of was Alf. Is he eighties? Yes, oh, Alf. Yeah. Alf is definitely eighties. Right, very eighties. I'll take Alf. Alf was fantastic up I'll until the point the where the dad I feel like an alien. Oh yeah, yeah, awesome. I don't know that I'd go that far. You you feel like an alien? Like why? Because what yeah, makes you feel like an alien? Joke. God, Joe, can you not take a joke? Jeez. Oh, you ruined it. Like an illegal alien? What? Yeah. What am I missing here? Am I missing a joke? All right. I think he was trying to be funny, yep. and then you pissed on it, and and it didn't work. And I mean, I so, gotta go. I drank a whole can of root beer. Yeah. Um, was oh, it really? <laughs> that's all. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't drink. So, I, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I should probably learn not to do that during shows because I put down, <laughs> I put down about four beers right now, and I was like, oh boy. I mean, okay. I can put them down, but I won't pick them up. As long as they're not Fosters, everything's going good. No Fosters. Good. Don't drink it. I'll give you a tip. Do not drink Foster's. Red, white, and blue all the way. Anyway, so, okay. Well, then, next question. Do purple vegetables weird you out? Yes. No. Why? Why, why? why, or, why or why not? Justin? 
Um, I, you know, I don't know. It just, it's just not a color you expect to see in a, well, I don't think it's a color that I expect to see in a vegetable. So when you come across them, it's kind of off-putting, I think. So. Really? Well, I love purple as a color. And do you know carrots were actually purple to start with? What? Yep. When carrots were first grown, they were purple. They genetic, genetically changed them or whatever they had to do to change them to orange. Pretty sure. Oh wait, wait. hold on. You're, you're talking like you know this for a fact, and then at the end you go, "I'm pretty sure." So is and it- um, I love the color purple. And if you eat Spanish onions, I don't know if you call them Spanish onions over there. They're purple, and I love them. Yeah, oh, the red red onions. Red, they're purple. Well, yeah, Americans aren't always the brightest. We call them red over here. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure carrots when they like naturally were purple, but um. Somewhere along the lines, because people didn't like to eat purple foods, they've changed it. They are. Uh... Come on, Joel. You're the internet well, guy. You were saying you, you love the color purple, and all I can think about is with the Goldberg. No, but I just looked it up. He says he loves the color purple, and all I can think about is Prince. So that's, that's all good. That's, that's a better reference than mine. But anyway, it, no, it says right here, the modern-day orange carrot wasn't cultivated until Dutch growers in the late 16th century took mutant strains of the purple carrot and gradually developed them into the sweet plump orange variety we have today so we're eating mutant carrots yep pretty much all carrots were purple with mutated versions occasionally popping up including yellow and white carrots these were rarely cultivated and lacked the purple pigment anthocyanin cyanin cyanin yeah cyanin is cyanin is blue so i guess that makes sense so there's white so yeah you're absolutely correct go killer for knowing some history nice (laughs) that's insane stuff in my brain See, we're all about teaching on the Coffin Joe cast. And as far as I go, I the only purple fruits I could or purple vegetables I could think of were beets. And I've tried them. My my rule is I'll try anything twice. And I've tried them probably three or four times and I just I I don't like yeah. them. Yeah, beets was, are nasty. I was gonna bring them up too. We call it beetroot here in Australia, but yeah, I love beetroot. Now, if if I tried some beets by Dre, you know, that might be different, but <laughs> yeah, they're rip off. They just yeah, you went there, huh? <laughs> I don't think I've ever had pickled beets, though. That might be a different story, but I don't know. I can't think of any of their purple foods, although I've seen um, on purple cabbage and eh, cabbage is okay, I guess. Yeah. I like I like onions, but I you know, we yeah, we call them red onions, so I can't really. I'm not going to qualify that. Well, um, and, and there's I've, purple Kool Aid, you know, purple drink. So, oh, I hate the taste of purple. You hate the taste of purple. <laughs> I do. Okay. Great so then, juice. You, you, great you, then you couldn't be bisexual then because the purple helmeted warrior would not taste good to you. What? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is the random places my brain goes. So this is why. Uh, uh, yeah. So. This is why these are questions. This is why we have these questions for these random thoughts. <laughs> oh, I. Oh. Uh, I forgot yeah. where I was going with this. No, I don't like the but, purple flavoring. But do you uh, like Andy's mints because of the creamy center? I, I don't have a problem with Andy's mints, but they're not purple. No, I was just, you know, purple. Anyways, I once again, oh. the, the weird connection between the, the, the penis and the creamy center. So You wish to go back in the conversation. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I mean, if it tasted like an Andy's mint, I wouldn't get mine out of my own mouth. But <laughs> I, um, uh-huh. I'd have a few ribs removed just so I could suck it. Exactly. Who needs the ribs removed? Anyway, no, I, uh, 
on Hell's Kitchen, I've seen, you know, they do um, like a purple puree of some sort. And it just it looks weird and unnatural on a plate. And I'm not a fan of the color purple, the movie or the color. So, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe that's part of it. I'm, well, I've never got into be, the Being color. a dad, when you said you didn't like the taste of the color purple, it just reminded me of that damn Tangled movie where he takes the, the, the Rapunzel character into that bar or whatever it was and goes, do you smell that? It kind of reminds me of the color brown. <laughs> yes. uh, I've seen that movie Dad humor. many times. Um, Next question, please. <laughs> well, on purple though, I think about I think about medicine though most of the time, and I think of the taste. Oh, of like Robitussin, just you know, put some testin on it, it'll be fine. Yeah, any any of those flavors where Diamond they're supposed Apple to be quote, unquote, grape flavored, and it's like you know it's not yeah. at all. It's yeah, like it, grape ape. Yeah, yeah. If they just if they took the G off there, it'd be more appropriate because it just rapes your mouth with disgusting. So. Whoa! Yeah, no, that's 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 whoa, true. Um, oh, you want you want me to do one more? Yeah, let's Get keep say going. Killer? All right, yeah, we'll yeah. do one more. I'm down All for right. whatever. So, last question from R is for random. Uh, I assume she means if you go to like a, a fair or to an amusement park. But do you get sick on spinny rides like the Tilt a Whirl? Yes. Like you throw okay. up. Um, I, I can't do the spinnies. I mean, if you get me on a roller coaster, I'm good. But if you do like the tilter whirl, the teacups or whatever, I, there's a good chance that I will probably barf on somebody. So I try not to go on those just because I, I can't even like work on a laptop in a car when somebody else is driving because I get car sick. So it doesn't, it doesn't work out so well for me, but I tend to avoid fares and stuff like that just because I tend to really hate dealing with the American public in general. So, whoa. Okay. I gotcha. I should say the American public that tends to go to things like that. You know, you're, there's just a certain part of society that kind of shows up to those kinds of things, and it really is frustrating and annoying. So, well, and they have funnel web or funnel cake spiders there, so you got to yeah. watch out. Watch out for those bastards. There is a what about a you, ride, Killa? There was a ride called the funnel web, which was uh, uh, like a spider ride, like with the arms. We have the carriages, like three carriages out and each arm spins around. You spit a straight one lane. When you anyway. said the funnel web ride, I was thinking of something completely different. Things spraying yeah, yeah, in your yeah, face yeah. and it just got no, really no, gross. you're running away from funnel webs. But I used to get sick on those sort of rides, but I don't as I'm getting older. Yeah, I, I do have the old um, motion sickness in cars if I'm like looking at my phone or, mm-hmm. you know, reading. But no, I used to, when I was younger, yeah, I, those spinny rides I hated. But as I've gotten older, I've hopped on them and I think I've learned how to deal with it, like know how to, you know, like when ballerinas spin around, they know a trick. When you see like on oh, no, ice skaters when they do those big spins, it's a trick to make you not sick. And it's trying to focus on one point every time. But see, and I tried that once, and it, it didn't work for me. It made you worse. Yeah. yeah, you focused on that one point, and it was really bad. In fact, I, I, I in high school, I was I, a girl that I was dating, and we went and saw that goddamn the Blair Rich Project in the theater. And of course, she was. Uh, I, I shouldn't say of course because that's very stereotypical and stupid of me to say. But she was running behind because she was getting ready, et cetera, et cetera. And so we were late to the movie. Um, and we ended up getting like front row, dead center. And so I was literally looking up at the screen to watch this goddamn thing. And I actually, I threw up after it was done. I, I left the theater, went out to the parking lot, got sick. It was pretty. It was not fun. So. Okay. Alrighty. So is that our questions, Joe? Uh, yeah, that'd be it. And for me, I, um, just to answer that question, I would say, no, I, 
I do not. Oh, this story. Now, I was just going to try to rush the things, but it's come back better. We were losing uh, quality on Skype there for a bit. So I apologize to people listening. You're going to have a bit of a uh, – not the best sound going there for a, a while, but it's just kicked back in nicely. So we're all good. So anyway. And right. to, real quick to touch on the Blair Witch Project, I went and saw it in the theater um, as well. And that's still one of my top ten like favorite horror movies ever. And I didn't get sick at all. I, w- I wish I could have enjoyed it, but we were so close to that damn screen; it was not fun. Um, and I had already I I tended back in my earlier days I tended to partake in things that I, I had connections that got me movies and stuff before they were released to theaters. <clears throat> um, so I, I saw the uh, the pre cut of that before it was released out. Um, so I had already seen it, so it wasn't a big deal to me, but I, it was just not an enjoyable experience. I wish it would have been. So I actually, I liked the movie when I saw it the first time, and I would have preferred to have enjoyed it on the big screen, but it didn't happen. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I've still not I, seen that movie. I, 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 well, I'm one of the rare ones that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't seem to find too many people that are a, as big a fan as I am still after all these years, but that's all right. I understand. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, the... Edward Myrick and Daniel, I can't think of his last name, the guys that made the movie have gone on to do some pretty cool stuff after the fact. So if you get a chance, go check out their other stuff. Some of it's streaming on Netflix, as a matter of fact. Anyway, so I think we're 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 done. Oh, I, I gotta do. mention next You've, week. Oh. We're gonna double up next week. How are oh, we yeah, doubling no. up? Double we're up having next a, week. Yeah, we're having a tag team with uh I was just gonna say that. Who's tag the, teaming you? The boys from Double XP Podcast will be together in the same room, making love to each other on our show. I was say bring extra lube. We've had them both individually on the show, and uh, we're going to get them both. So you enjoyed them individually, and now you're combining it. Double your oh, pleasure, double your fun. We like to do things around here, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had Stephen and um, Onion Night separately, and um, there was a request. A request? Can I speak properly? A request from um, Onionites to have uh, Stephen join him and come along to the Coffin Jokers. So, and it's they don't need been, lube. There'll be plenty boys waiting for this to happen. But oh, next week's going to be a really fun show. If we get both of those boys on together, <laughs> very with moist. Me and Joel, oh, it's going to be a, like a love fest, and a, oh, who knows what's going to happen. We might oh need some, a lot of tissues. No. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, um, Joel, go. Well, oh, I was going to say we should have we should have Justin have a chance to promo his stuff. Well, that's what I was just about to ask him. Oh, <laughs> look that's at that! You, you guys are in, so in love with each other that you're synchronized. It's awesome. All right, Justin, let us know about your stuff, your podcast, where that people can find you online if you want to be found. But maybe the, the, podcast. An- the short answer is yes. No, um, what we do is we do a little show called the Bad Parenting Podcast. Uh, our website is www.badparentingpodcast.com. Of course, if you search Facebook, Twitter, um, even Instagram uh, and look for that, you'll find us. Um, and you know, actually on Twitter, it's kind of harder to find. You have to go search for at bad parent PCAST. It was kind of dealing with the constraints of Twitter there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, we're, we are online. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all your favorite podcasting directories. And if you wouldn't mind giving our show a try, we'd appreciate it. And 
if you like it, great. If not, uh, move on. I understand. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. No, but no, seriously, it's, it's, it's just something that she and I, my wife and I have done to kind of, uh, just, it's, it's our way of venting and working our way through parenting. And I, I will warn everybody that the first 15 to 20, 25 episodes were a little bit rough. We're finally now getting to the point where we've decided on a format that we like for the show and it's kind of, taken you know it's great it's, it's got we've got our sea legs underneath us so to speak and we're, we're taking off now so hopefully it can only get better from here well that's what a podcast is like mate when you first start out you know it's a bit rough to start with sometimes even this one even though i've done podcasts before and joel's done podcasts before it still took us a few episodes to really get yeah it, just, it takes you a while to get into the groove of it and and see and i'd never done one before so it was all it was all new to me i, I had done sound i've done sound audio work before in the past and i ran a soundboard for some various organizations and whatnot so i i, I knew the concepts but trying to actually come up with content and entertain people can it gets a little difficult sometimes so that's cool and joe we need to hear about your podcast because yes, i know you yeah you do a few other than this show uh it's it, yeah i do um <laughs> What are they, though? <laughs> I do um, 40 Going On 14, which is my weekly nostalgia cast with Mike, Pat, and Josh. Um, this week, well, last week we did uh, and a show about Magic the Gathering. And this next week we're doing a show on, we're starting our October Halloween Fest, which will, in the first week we're doing Fright Night, uh, 1985 and 2011. Uh, I also do... Uh, my own show, which is a six-song musical music and musings show called The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, K-P-A-N-T-S. Uh, this week's show is going to be all about my uh, odd idiosyncrasies that have developed over the past decade of being OCD and anxiety-ridden and all kinds of other things. So that should be a, a fun, upbeat show as I put my thumbs in the air. And uh, then uh, most recently, we are tell in our – what's that? I love this one. Come on, tell, about, tell us about this one because I love this We're one. We're in our – our fourth week of broadcasting uh, for the double O, obviously oblivious with Mike Nero and South Philly Pole. Um, this last week's show was all about job interviews and the horrors that come within. So check it out. It is available now. And uh, all the shows are available through iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, and other fine podcasting directories. So they're easy to find. And I have to say, I, I really do enjoy the the what you guys are doing with obviously oblivious. I, I have not yet encountered i haven't gotten to the point where you joined the awful show yet so i'm still working my way through it um i know you guys have a lot of history and camaraderie there but in general i just what you guys are doing is great and so it's it's i like it so it's awesome good thank you mm -hmm. it's good to be back with the boys <laughs> and so i love it because that's where i fell in love with joel from the awful show and now it's Aww. like he's back with all the boys that i fell in love with i love all the boys <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love the Mike Nero, and, and, and but no, yeah. that as a soundbite by itself could just sound really wrong. Don't worry, I'm good at doing soundbites. <laughs> so, um, to contact us, uh, <clears throat> sorry, got a <clears throat> frog in my throat here. Ribbit. Um, at Gmail, you can get us is uh, coffinjoecast at gmail dot com, and our voicemail number, Joel. I don't have it up on the screen. Do you? <laughs> Six six one four three four five nine five six. That's six six one four three four KWJO. Excellent. So make sure you check out all those podcasts you just heard about, and um, make sure you keep checking us out because we're rolling along well. What number is this, Joel? I this don't is even episode know. thirty-two. 
32. And yeah, we're going to be getting some great guests coming. Well, <clears throat> well, dirty word. It's not a guest. It's a third co-host. Um, yeah, we're definitely getting some great people joining us again during the next few weeks. Um, yeah, check out all those podcasts. Make sure you check out Justin's podcast. If you didn't just hear how great he was on this show, well, you can well, imagine how you. great he's on. Great on his own show. So, um, Killer Will was rambling as he usually does. Doesn't know how to end a show. He's not music. Good at- music. What's our music? Well, I'm going to play some Machine Gun Fellatio tonight. It's called. Did um, you say Machine Gun Fellatio? He did. Machine Gun Fellatio is nice. We play Australian bands here mostly, except if the news. I was just making sure that I heard the word fellatio correctly because that's that's exactly their name. Awesome. Uh, The short term MGF, but Machine Gun Fellatio, they're not around much anymore. Well, not at all. But yeah. Well, I would I would assume that if you perform fellatio on a machine gun, it could end badly. Yeah, but that's that. um, Maybe I'll have to uh, explain where they get the name from at another time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I. When I decide music, it's always last minute, usually. I was going to play more Cod Chisel this week, but I thought, no, we've just du- doubled up the last two weeks on Cod Chisel. So I went, nah, we'll go to the MGF, um, Unsent Letter. It's a nice song because it goes for five minutes, so it's a good long song. All right. Oh, thanks for joining us, Justin. Um, well, thank you for extending the offer. It's, I really do appreciate it. You're definitely on our rotation. Uh, keep your ear to the ground because if we have a space available and we need someone to fill in real quick, we might call you. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to do so. Um, all right. Uh, love you as always, Joel. Aw, love you too. All right. All right. So um, if people – well, they won't hear this by the time. It doesn't matter. L.A. Podfart Podcast Festival is on. <laughs> L.A. Podfart? I actually oh, like that name better. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Right, sorry, Killer Wilbur's at his end. He's fucking <laughs> staring at a fucking computer screen all for an hour and a half. Fucks with me. All right, <laughs> all right. We'll end the show by playing this song, which we're supposed to be doing anyway. Unsent letter from Machine Gun Felicia. We'll catch you all next week. Bye, bye. I try to talk to you, and can't get past the weather. The friend I thought I knew. Found something somewhere better So I'm hanging on your line Thought we could speak together Don't know what it is with you You seem gone forever I'm spending all my time Driving around thinking clever With the girl who seems alright And another one I don't know if I lied when I said we're not together But I try to talk to you, somehow you seem gone I know I could have been, try not to think about it Found it hard to live with this, and long to live without it My dreams have caught me out I find myself surrounded by the odds of our own end Enough said about it I'm spending all my time driving around Thick and clever With a girl who seems alright And another one who's better I don't know if I lied when I said
something I guess that doesn't matter Started other things I guess that doesn't matter I finally wrote your song Another old Santa letter In a pile of dress to you Care of something somewhere better Spending all my time driving around Freaking clever With a girl who seems alright And another one who's better I don't know if I lied When I said we're not together But I tried to talk to you So now you seem gone Spending all my time driving around Seems alright, and another one who's better. I don't know if I lied when I said that I'm together. I tried to talk to you, so now you seem gone forever. Yeah, I tried to talk to you, so now you seem gone forever. Yeah, I tried to talk to you, so now you seem gone.